guys. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today, I want to answer a few questions about uh, long-range glassing, and I have posted on my Instagram several photos in January prior to the coos deer hunt down in Mexico. Um, I had uh, decided that I wanted to try and find another option that is a lighter weight option for the Koa Highlander, the 32 by 82 Koa Highlander uh, fluorite with the fluorite lenses. A little bit of a backstory. So before I used Koa's, I I used uh, Dr. 40 power super wide angle lenses. And um, they were the old doctors. Um, and those uh, ocular lenses actually... I pulled the eye cups, like the rubber that was around the eye cups on those old doctor field of view, and I would actually put my eyes right up against the lens. Uh, One of the things that I did not like about the doctor lens, now these are the old doctors, um, was that the lenses were very, very uh, concave, and on the edges of the Dr. 40s, it wasn't as clear. The, the center, the very center that you look through most of the time uh, was, was great. And one of the things when I ended up switching to the Koa's that I really liked is I felt like the edge-to-edge clarity uh, on the Koa Highlanders uh, was much better than the Doctor's. But I guess I'm getting, getting ahead of myself. Let's back up. Uh, obviously, I've glassed with uh, 10 by 42, uh, 10 by 42 or 10 by 40 Zeiss, the rubber, the black rubber coated kind of that old classic style Zeiss was actually the first pair of binoculars that I got that was, of you know, of, of any quality. Uh, then after a year or two of using those, I switched to 10 by 42 Swarovski, uh, SLCs. Dar and I both had a pair of those 10 by 42 SLCs. Uh, then when the 15s came out, we got, each got a pair of the 15s, and we glassed for a long time for, uh, you know, all around the, the hills, the Coos Deer Hills, uh, with 15 Swarovskis, and then guys were starting to use uh, these Dr. Optics, and so the the option at the time, I believe, was a 30 power fixed, then there was a 40 power super wide angle, and there was a 20 by 50 variable lens, uh, all with, I believe they were an 80 millimeter objective on the old doctors. And anyway, I settled on the 40 power super wide angle. And I used those doctors, I want to say, for a couple of seasons and really liked them. And I don't actually have the weight of the old style doctors, um, but they, are, they were lighter than the Koa's. Uh, the thing that got me to switch to the Koa's was the edge to edge clarity and the Koa Highlanders actually was phenomenal. And, but there was some things that when the Koa's came out, um, Dar and I actually got one of the very first pair that, uh, the outdoorsman's got in Arizona and started using them right away. And when I would put them next to the doctors, uh, the the koas were brighter. 
the koas were more vibrant and it seemed like from a comfort standpoint you could your eye comfort you could swim around with your eyes in the ocular lens of the koa highlanders and i ended up selling my doctor 40s so i want to say that was probably uh 2000 i'm guessing like 2010 11ish somewhere in there um and then Dara and I, and then make a long story short, we bought that pair and then we act, I actually bought another pair. So Dara and I each had a pair of the Koa Highlander 32 by 82 uh, floor, with the fluorite lenses. Now, they also, Koa also makes a 21 power lens or eyepiece and a 50 wide angle eyepiece. And... I have tried the 50 wide angle eyepiece and darn, I just felt like the field of view was so small and um, we didn't care for the 50 50, uh, wide angle eyepieces. And then the function of the 21 eyepieces, I've had a lot of people that say they really like the 21 eyepieces, but my point is if you're going to carry that much weight, why not just use the 32 power? Not to mention, I felt like I really liked the 32 power on the koas so optically the 32 koas were in my mind superior to the doctors now i will say that there's a whole generation of doctor optic that came out here in the last year or two that i have not tried i've never used them so i can't speak as to how the new doctors perform but darn i were very happy with the koas but while being very happy with the koas, they obviously had some drawbacks. And those drawbacks were the fact that the koas weigh 13.6 pounds. Uh, and then you put a, a basically a, a, a Bogan Manfrotto clip to clip onto the, the Bogan Manfrotto uh, 501 uh, tripod head. Uh, so that's 13.6 pounds plus the clip. So say 14 pounds plus... The tripod, because the, the koas weigh so much, you have to use, uh, the, the legs I use are a 55XV uh, Bogan Manfrotto, real thick uh, diameter leg uh, aluminum tripod. They do make a car- carbon fiber uh, model. Um, but in other words, the tripod weighed as much as once you weighed the legs and the head, I had about 13 pounds in the tripod. So right there, uh, you know, I was looking at close to, you know, 26.6 pounds. And then the thing that was different from the koas to the doctors was the fact that with the koas, because of the angled eyepiece. So if if you've never seen a pair of koas, uh, picture like a regular set of binoculars, but then where the ocular lens is, it actually comes out at a... 45 degrees so that it's an angled eyepiece so one of the things about glassing with an angled eyepiece is the fact that you cannot sit on the ground let's say you're just going to sit on your glassing pad just sit flat on the ground and glass on your butt and be glassing out because in essence at the at the angle that those angled eyepieces come up you actually need a glassing stool to elevate your butt up in a position where you then can look down into the angled ocular, if that makes sense. So 
all along when I switched from the doctors to the COAs for years, loving the COAs, one of the things that I always went back to is I hated having to carry the, the, the heavy tripod. I hated having to carry the glassing stool. And unlike the doctors where I could use a lighter tripod, not as light as I could use, like say with my 10s or my 15s, but a lighter tripod, uh, the carrying the glassing stool, in essence, I was end up carrying 28.11 ounces between the Koa 32 Highlanders, the tripod, and the stool. So before I even put, you know, water, food, rain gear, um, you know, glassing pad, etc., in my backpack, I was starting out with 28.11 pounds, 28.11 pounds, um, 28.11 28 pounds, 11 ounces to be exact, the best I can figure. So that's a lot of weight, you know, right off the bat to just start with. And what I found over the last couple of years is that the Koas just ended up not making it up on top of many knobs. I didn't take them in my pack very much. And I'll be 44 here in a few days. And while I feel like, you know, with, with all the exercise and stuff that I've been doing over the last, um, you know, say year, uh, trying to be in as best shape as I c- could be in, it's still a lot of weight. So in, in essence, you know, I was always thinking, man, it would be nice to be able to have that power to pick apart the hills like I do with the Koas. But the reality was the Koas weren't making it out on many of my uh, excursions where I was hiking, you know, up to a knob or hiking on a ridge or spending all day out glassing. The koas were strictly, they would stay in the ranger and they were great for uh, going to these ranches in Mexico where a lot of times you can drive up to high points and glass um, or uh, doing a lot of the sheep hunting like Dar, Dar and I do, um, driving around the perimeter of some of these uh, mountain ranges in western Arizona and being able to just drive in the ranger and glass, you know, two, three, four miles away with the koas, they're fantastic for that. But there was always this need for me to have them up on these, you know, day hikes and, you know, out in the field and I just ended up not carrying the koas. So to, to fast forward all of that, uh, bef- kind of during the fall this year, well, let me back up. My friend Craig Steele with Exclusive Pursuit Outfitters uses the Koa spot, twin spotting scopes, and he has a bracket that was made, and he's been using those now for a couple of years, and he seems to really like the Koa twin spotting scopes, not the Koa Highlanders, but the Koa twin spotting scopes. And he was telling me, you know, about the weight savings and what have you. What I've always heard about the twin spotting scopes that I'm going to talk about now is the fact that the twin spotting scopes would get knocked out of collimation and that they, you know, whatever bracket that was made out there, they just would get knocked off. And as soon as the, uh, you know, in, in essence, if, if, if one of the spotting scopes was, was turned in or turned out or not lined up perfectly, uh, you would get double vision, you know, you would look through and it would be all wonky and your eyes would freak out and, you know, you'd pull your eyes away and it, you know, you're, you're, you get real dizzy. 
so I'd always heard that was the problem with the twin spotting scopes. To, to be quite honest, I kind of just never thought the twin spotting scopes that anybody was ever going to figure out um, how to fig, you know, how to get that collimation problem fixed. Well, I talked to a friend of mine, Jeremy Googlemeyer with Sagebrush Hunts. Uh, he guides a lot in uh, New Mexico and Texas and Colorado and does antelope and mule deer and uh, whitetail deer. I actually shot a whitetail with him in Kansas um, a number of years ago. Um, he told me that he had been glassing uh, pretty much all fall using the Swarovski twin spotting scopes. So having a lot of respect for him and, and he tends to use really good gear and stuff, you know, that he, he's kind of on the cutting edge of, of stuff as far as if there's something good, he, you know, he wants to use it. I started doing a little investigation and uh, ended up pulling the trigger. Uh, I bought uh, two uh, 65 millimeter, uh, STS, uh, Swarovski spotting scopes, uh, Cody down at the outdoorsman's, uh, helped me with that. And the key that, like Jeremy said, I don't want to take credit for any of this setup because it's Jeremy and his friends, uh, who live in central Arizona, uh, Benny Wells and Jason Geesey. And there's a whole, whole bunch of those guys, those guys, friends, um, they're just acquaintance and, uh, Benny and Jason are just an acquaintance of mine, but there's a whole group of those guys that use these twin spotting scopes. So I thought, well, I'll just buy them and see how I like them compared to the Coas. So I did before this coos deer season in Mexico. And, uh, I went up and I bought the adapter from Benny Wells, um, with Wells manufacturing up in Prescott. And you guys can uh, check him out on Instagram. And his Instagram handle is B-H-D-U-B-Y-A. B-H-D as in dog, U as in umbrella, B as in boy, Y as in uh, yellow, A as in apple. Um, Benny Wells is the group that him and his dad manufactured the bracket that holds these twin spotting scopes. So the, the Cody gets the spotting scopes, the HD 65 millimeter STS uh, spot, spotting scopes from Swarovski. I get the bracket and I get them mounted up and I took them to Mexico. And uh, before I went down to Mexico, I got them all put together and I talked to Jeremy and he said, Jay, he says, um, he says, uh, a guy I know had, had an issue with one of the eyepieces and he ended up unscrewing the eyepiece and pulling it completely off. And he said, when he did that, he told me that um, he likes the setup even more that it gives it more of a field of view. So I didn't even really, uh, like use these twin spotting scopes until I pulled the eye cups off. Now I have looked through them, but once I actually unscrewed the eye cups and pulled the eye cups off, I've never put the eye cups back on these. Um, and what I can tell you is, by pulling the eye cups off, in my mind, the field of view, it doesn't double, 
but it, it's incredible the difference in pulling the eye cups off, how much better uh, field of view, how much it just, you've got that Swarovski wow factor. And it feels like I can get my eyes, r- you know, right in there next to the lenses, which I'm a huge advocate um, myself on all my binoculars, whether it's a 10 by 42 EL or 10 by 42 EL range or my 12 by 50s, my 15 by 56. Actually, I just sold the 1250s, but I, I glass with my eye cups screwed all the way in. In essence, you know how you can counterclockwise unscrew or, uh, you know, unscrew or unthread uh, to a certain extent, the uh, rubber eye cups on the outside of the ocular of most binoculars. And I like to screw them all the way in and get my eyes as close to that lens as I possibly can. To me, it just makes them lighter, makes them brighter, makes everything pop. Um, and so for me, unscrewing the eye cups off of these 25 by by 50 by 65 um twin spotters was a was a uh, just a game changer for me and i'd highly recommend anybody that gets this setup the very first thing you would do is pull the uh eye cups off of these now i'll be posting a few more pictures on my instagram so you can see i i i basically made a um I think they're called koozies, but they're made out of foam and they're, you know, like what you would put a drink in to keep them cold. Um, I basically cut a couple of those and, and kind of made this cover, uh, with duct tape. I'm looking at it right now. And if you follow me, it's a cover that goes over both of the ocular parts of the spotting scopes and, I made it about an inch or an inch and a half too tall in essence so that there would be a, a one-inch air gap inside of this little um, protector so that nothing is going to hit the glass because once you unscrew the eye cups, uh, the, the, eye, the, the eye cups cre- uh, give a little protection, but there's also a rubber uh, cup that comes with that, that dangles off. You've seen them where they dangle off the little string. So you protect your lenses. Well, I've made this little protective case so that there's about a one to one and a half inch air gap. Um, and, but what it does, it allows me to keep the lenses off, pull this, uh, whole duct tape contraption on and off. Whenever I stop the glass, I just pop it off and, you know, set it, set the mounting bracket uh, into the, the, uh, tripod and I'm, I'm glassing right away. Um, so I'll try and put a couple of pictures on my Instagram at J Scott outdoors. Uh, so you guys can see that. Uh, the other thing is this, um, uh, bracket that is made by Wells, uh, manufacturing has a slick little handle and I'll try and include some pictures of that as well. That, that actually, uh, it makes a nice little handle that, you know, when you're, when you're moving these spotting scopes on and off the tripod or, or, you know, I still carry my 10 powers around my neck. So there's times when maybe I want to look at something really close, or maybe I'm just want to glass fast. Um, I actually just pop the twin spotters off, grab the handle and set it on my little container. 
uh, that, that from the outdoorsman, that's a whole nother story. There's a container for these. Um, but the bracket is, is really slick. And one of the things that I noticed, I used these for 17 days down in Mexico and, uh, basically glassing every single day hiking all over and these with the bracket um i'm at i'm at seven and a half pounds so right there the koas going back to our numbers before the koas are 13.6 pounds and this setup is seven and a half pounds but when you take into the uh, consideration that I use my exact tripod that I use with my 10s or my 15s, uh, which is, which is uh, roughly three pounds, I'm in essence at 10 and a half pounds with my full setup, where with the Koas, I was at 13.6, 13 pounds on the tripod and two and a half with the stool. So I'm 28 pounds, 11 ounces. So in essence, I've got over an 18-pound savings just by switching to these twin, uh, uh, twin 65-millimeter Swarovski spotting scopes. The one thing I will say optically about these twin spotters, in my opinion, is you get that Swarovski wow factor. Um, every pair of optics that I own is Swarovski. The Koas were the only pair of optics that I own that weren't Swarovski's. Now, every single uh, piece of optic in my lineup is Swarovski. I love Swarovski's customer service. I like the people at Swarovski. I've been fortunate to to go over to Austria. I've been to the factory. Um, I love the story. I love that it's a family-owned company. Um, But, you know, most importantly, I, I think they make the best I think optically, Swarovski Optic is the best, and I want to use the best. And so uh, 17 days in the field with these twin spotters, uh, absolutely love them. Uh, Now, guys ask me, should I go with a 20 to 60 eyepiece? And my answer is, just like what Jeremy told me, is absolutely not. The 25 by 50 eyepiece is what makes this setup, the wide-angle 25 by 50 eyepiece. And I've got them in my hand right here. I, I do want to point out a couple things. So since it's a 25 to 50 eyepiece, in essence, the one thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you're on, you can turn this clockwise and, and that maxes it out or, or at the low end of the power range at 25 uh, power. And where you can get messed up is that each eye needs to be focused individually as well as the magnification. In other words, you have to glass with these on 25 power on both eyes. If one's on 25 and one's on 30, or if one's on 25 and one's, say, between 25 and 30, as soon as you look through, you will immediately be like seeing double. So, what I have found is that if I just glass on 25 power and what I do is I first look through when I first set them on the tripod, I close my left eye. I look through my right eye. I'm on 25 power on both. I focus my right eye cause that's my dominant eye. And then I close my right eye and I look through with my left eye and I focus my left. Then I open both eyes and I look through the binocular And if I have to tweak one or another just a little bit, just to crisp it up, that's what I do. And then I'm set to to glass. 
And one thing that I like about the Swarovskis also is I don't have to do a lot of focusing, like from looking from, you know, 300 yards out to two miles, there's not a lot of focusing. I will say with the Koas, I was constantly having to focus each eye when I would be looking at different distances and yardages. Now, there are times when I do have to focus uh, the Swarovskis, uh, but I, I don't think I have to focus near as much. But I also like the fact that the uh, focus ring on the Swarovski twin spotters is real fine. So I feel like I can get a really good, tight, crisp, sharp focus uh, with these twin spotters. Another thing to mention while I'm looking at this is we talk about columnation and getting knocked out of, let's just call it alignment. So in essence, if, if one spotting scope is looking a little bit in and one spotting scope's looking a little bit out or vice versa, you're going to get kind of a double image. I did not have any trouble at all with this bracket. I, in, and one of the things that I think is so cool about it is there's actually two places where it is fixed. The, the normal shoe, if you will, the shoe on the, the spotting scope that you would attach any, you know, uh, 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 adapter clip that would go into your tripod, that is, that is a fixed point. And then the way the bracket is machined out towards uh, the end on the objective lens where the sunshade pulls in and out, the actual adapter fits. You pull out the sunshade just uh, uh, about uh, a quarter of an inch, and the adapter actually fits perfectly right in that gap. And then you snug the sunshade back up, and there's three bolts, um, nuts to tighten there's one in the middle between the two spotting scopes, and then there's uh, one on the outside. And so once I, once um, Cody helped me put these together, and I've never touched them or adjusted them since. I, I haven't had to do anything, uh, you know, to tighten them or loosen them, and I've never taken them out of this bracket. Now, I think they're real simple to take out because all there is is three Allen screws, uh, and then the shoe that I was talking about, you would just unscrew that and you can use these spotting scopes independently. If you were going on a doll sheep hunt, which I actually have one booked in 2018, I'm considering just taking one of these little spotting scopes, which I think is another cool thing about this setup is, you know, you could, I could take my 10 ELs uh, on the doll sheep hunt and one of these little spotting scopes. Uh, or if, if say you bought a pair of these with a friend um, you know, you could trade on and off who's using them. But then if, if, if you each wanted to take a spotting scope, that would be something you could do as well. I want to address, um, people's eyes that are close together. That was one thing, uh, when I went up before I bought the adapter, Benny Wells just said, Hey, come look through mine before you, you know, buy the adapter and buy the spotting scopes, just come look through them. And I was worried that my eyes were too close together because on my 15 power binoculars, um, I have to stagger the eye cup. Um, there's a little ring that attaches to the objective lens. Um, and in other words, there's the eye cup and then there's, uh, most guys will know what I'm talking about. There's, there's a ring, rubber ring that attaches to the, over the top of the rubber coating. 
And if you close your binoculars, my eyes are so close together that I actually have to stagger that rubber uh, so that they don't hit each other. Um, well, I was worried that my eyes w wouldn't work because my eyes are too close together. I will tell you when I use these twin spotters, when, when they're in the fixed position and then I go to squeeze my eyes, you know, together, squeeze the ocular lenses together, the rubber is touching. So that's another fixed point that I think is pretty cool is that the rubber is pushed all the way together. So the perfect place for my eyes is where the rubber meets. Now, I will tell you, Dar Colburn, uh, we, we have since sold my uh, Dar and I's Paracoas and my Paracoas and Dar switching to this also. He looked through mine and his eyes surprisingly are even narrower than mine. And mine are the most narrow that, of anybody that I've, I've ever known. Well, Dar's are even narrower um, and he can't actually use eye cups on his 15. So the new 15 Swarovskis, he actually has to pull the eye cups off. And, and what he would need, what he's going to need to do on, on his pair when he buys them is in essence, when, when you squeeze the ocular lenses together to, to go ahead and look through, he's going to have to lightly shave in the middle where they touch, where mine are touching He's going to have to take about a eighth of an inch of rubber coating, which is not a big deal. Just shave off with a little razor blade just enough to get them just a smidge closer. And I want to say we measured and it was like 3.3 3 inches, three and a quarter inches uh, from, from um, center to center. But don't quote me on that. that. That could be, I think that was actually edge to edge. But anyway, uh, we both have very narrow eyes. They work perfect for me. Dar's going to have to shave his just a little bit. Um, optically, I was spotting stuff, you know, coos deer, you know, three miles away easily. Um, I will tell you that I mainly glass on 25 power. And when I see something that I really want to zoom in on, what I do is I'm on 25 power and I I keep watching it. Uh, with my uh, uh, right eye and I zoom my left eye into 50. So as I'm watching, I don't even take my eyes out. I zoom to 50. Okay. I'm still watching. I've got this, you know, the thing in my, in the subject, the buck or whatever in my right eye at 25, my left eye is now on 50. And at that point I can either move my right eye over and look at 50, or I can close my right eye, immediately get my left focus on 50 and quickly switch my right eye over to 50 and then focus. And then I'm looking at my subject on fit full 50 power. Now I was blown away as well when the light is right. And a lot of times when you have good light and it's at your back, I crank it up to full 50 and just glass with it like that with the sun at my back. Um, and, and, and I really like it. I, I have also glassed through the whole power range, meaning at 30 power, at 35 power, at 40 power, 45 power, and 50 power. But again, you have to have it exact. So when you start, let's say 40 power range, what you do is you want to make sure on the Swarovskis here, uh, there's actually, it says 40X. 
and then there's a little arrow. You want to make sure the four on each eye, in essence, on each ocular, each tube, each is at exactly four, or each is exactly at zero in the 40, or each is at the X at the end of 40. As long as you're matched up, um, it, it, it glasses really nice. And I found that I really like 25 and I really like 40. Those are kind of the two power ranges, uh, that I glass, uh, the most, the most in, um, back to the pros of this twin spotter. It's a weight savings, you know, 18 pounds is, is a huge weight savings. Uh, no angled eyepiece, which to me is huge with these twin spotters. I can use my regular tripod that I use for my 10s and my 15s. I can carry these in my backpack. I can sit on my butt, which I don't like sitting in a glassing stool. A lot of these little knobs and places where we glass for coos deer, you know, we're sliding up in a rock pile and kind of tucking in, and a stool is loud and clanky. And, and quite honestly, when you get to be glassing for long periods of time, bent over at an angle, I just, I never could really get used to that. Um, so from a weight savings alone, uh, these are a home run. Uh, from a no-angled eyepiece, these are a home run. And the need for not using a glassing stool uh, and being able to glass, you know, just sitting on my rear end is, is a premium. Uh, price-wise, the Koas are $5,000. Uh, price-wise, the Twins, uh, roughly uh, $2,418 $2, uh, with the 25 by 50 uh, eyepiece. Uh, so you're looking at 4836 plus the adapter. The adapter runs about $500. So uh, money in and money out, the Swarovskis are just a smidge. Um, a smidge, maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars more uh, than the Koas, uh, but I think f- with that you get the Swarovski Wow Factor and you get a huge weight savings. Uh, I want to encourage you guys if you have any questions at all, uh, feel free to send me an email uh, at jscottoutdoors at gmail dot com. Uh, feel free to give Cody at the Outdoorsman's a call one eight hundred two nine one. 8065. Uh, also remember, use the J. Scott promo code ordering anything at the Outdoorsman's. You get that 10% discount. He's got a lot of great uh, accessories and products, Outdoorsman's products there uh, that you've heard about on this podcast. And uh, one thing I might add is Cody actually uh, for a long time has made these really uh, nice uh, cases for the Koas. Uh, that you can put in your backpack. Well, I had him make me uh, uh, one of these cases, and I'll put pictures on my Instagram for you guys to check it out. But it's it's got just enough padding, you know, to be perfect in your pack, but not so much that it's that you know it, it weighs too much. It's got a nice zipper pouch. Uh, it's got a couple of uh, nice little pockets that you can put little optics cleaners. And I highly recommend, uh, I, I'm kind of a, uh, freak when it comes to taking care of my binoculars. Uh, I still have all of the original, um, uh, cases, uh, that the Swarovskis come in and I'm one that when I glass, I always put my binos back in the case. Uh, I'm a firm believer in a, in a, a bino chest harness, 
um, and, you know, and keeping my optics, uh, that's, that's me zipping up the case. Uh, and it's got a nice little handle on it as well. I, I, I'm just huge into taking care of my optics. Uh, I try and keep them really clean. I try not to clean them too much because I don't want to scratch them, but I certainly uh, use air in a can to blow them off. I use a lens pen to you know brush them first lightly and then, then use optic uh, cleaners. Uh, that you can just get at Costco, um, and, and that's what I clean my optics with. But I uh, hope that helps. If you guys have any questions about these twin spotters uh, from Swarovski um, and the, the bracket from uh, Benny Wells, uh, just just contact me. You can follow him on Instagram as well. And, uh, guys, I really appreciate you supporting this podcast. I want to thank my sponsors, GoHunt.com Insider. Make sure to use the J. Scott promo code when signing up, and you'll get a $50 Kuyu gift card immediately uh, sent to you. Uh, don't forget uh, the Arizona deadline uh, is due uh, and for elk and antelope, and we've got that you know, pretty much now in our rearview mirror, and we can start looking forward to uh, – to sheep and deer and we can start looking forward to utah and and new mexico and and uh, uh some of the other western states uh, alaska dead or applications or results excuse me for the doll sheep and the goat should be out here in a few days so it's exciting times um also want to thank uh, uh phonescope.com uh cheston and his crew uh they can adapt any uh phone any phone to any binocular or spotting scope uh, and then you can take great photos and great video right through your right through your phone. You get a 10% discount if you use the J. Scott 16 promo code. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, of course, the Outdoorsman's, which I've already mentioned, Cody Nelson and his crew, 1-800-291-8065. Uh, guys, thanks for your support of this podcast. Uh, we've got a lot of great things coming. And uh, it's uh, just uh, great to have a loyal following, and I appreciate hearing from all of you guys. Your question and your comments uh, are greatly appreciated. I, I, I respect each question, and I try and answer and, and give the best answer that I can. So keep them coming, and uh, let's just uh, uh, get ready for application season and, and uh, see if we can draw some tags. God bless you guys. Guys, I also uh, want to ask you guys a favor. If you can go on, if you listen on iTunes, if you could go on and uh, give give the J. Scott uh, Outdoors podcast a, a good review, uh, not only a five-star review, but if you could give me some positive uh, actual written comments, that helps our placement on iTunes. Uh, you can follow along our adventures at J. Scott Outdoors on Instagram, my associate Dar Colburn at Dar Colburn on Instagram. Uh, you can find uh, our Facebook page is uh, J. Scott Outdoors uh, on Facebook, the business page. And then, of course, my website, uh, jscottoutdoors.com. And then Dar, Dar and I have our guiding website, Colburn and Scott Outfitters.com.